Welcome to Life According to Jess. I'm your host, Jessica Anderson, and today I'm going to be talking about video games. This has been a hard topic for me to figure out how I wanted to even talk about it. I knew that I wanted to do an episode about it because it's a hobby of mine. It's something that I have really developed a love for, especially since I married my husband. But I also feel like as a mother, as a female, it's more of a taboo subject than it is for men, dads, kids. I was just at one of my daughter's classes volunteering and while me and her teacher and one of the other moms were kind of chatting while the kids were playing, they brought up the subject of video games and how they don't allow them in their home and they find that their kids are more aggressive with them and they just in general have a poor opinion of video games. Now, I'm not going to say that I am the expert of anyone else's child and I am definitely pro figure out what works for your own family. So that I am not trying to push anyone in a direction they don't want to go with their children. But what I do want to do in today's episode is just give a little bit of a different perspective because I feel like in general, that's the kind of attitude that circles around, especially in mom groups and um, among women when they're talking about their husbands or boyfriends or just anyone that they might know who spends time playing video games. What I find the most interesting is that people will talk about the shows that they're binging, movies that they're watching, and yet at the same time say that video games are a waste of time. For those of you who don't play a lot of video games, they're actually very involved. And depending on the type of game that you're playing, you can play with other people. So you're socializing and spending time with whoever you're playing with. But also, it's doing a lot more than just sitting there and watching whatever it is that you're watching on TV. So let that kind of sink in for a minute. Why is it that video games that require interaction are seen in a poorer light than TV that everyone talks about or movies. It's interesting. I actually used to have the same perspective, you know, because that's what kind of circled around when I was a teenager. You know, we always talked about how we didn't want a guy who sat around and played video games all day. And I think that that's still true. I don't want someone who spends all of their time playing video games. However, it's not necessarily a bad thing when someone does spend time playing video games as a hobby, as something that they enjoy. Now here's kind of where I'm coming from. And this is without my 
personal opinion of the games that I play. My husband, when we met, he told me that he loved video games and explained to me that as a kid, what inspired him to learn to read was playing Pokemon games. He wanted to be able to play and understand the game, so he learned how to read. Now, that's a pretty unique case. However, there are actually lots of different games to teach children, especially in today's day. They have games that teach kids how to read and learn numbers. There's Minecraft that encourages creativity and actually uses coding principles. You have word games and Sudoku on your phone. And all of these things are games, whether you're playing on your phone, whether you're playing on your computer or a console. The other perspective that I have is with my husband having ADHD, depression, anxiety, his psychologist actually encouraged him to play video games at least for a little while every day because it's an activity that he enjoys and it's engaging his brain with that positive stimulation that he's getting, that that feedback that he's getting from the game. So it's really, it's changed my opinion over the course of time about video games. The one thing that I have had to get over is my own voice inside my head that tells me that I'm wasting my time, that I shouldn't be playing because I have a million other things to do. And, and the fact that I don't feel like I can share this hobby as freely as I would as any of my other ho- hobbies, gardening, cooking, art, even shopping. And the reason why I think it's hard to talk about, especially for me as a mom, is because of what people think of when they think of playing video games. Even when I was younger, you say video games and the thing that I would think of is the first-person shooter games that are violent and filled with people swearing and are the ones that typically get labeled as encouraging aggression and violence and all of that. Now, I'm not going to debate whether or not that is true. You can look that up on your own time. But what I will say is that that sector, that, that that genre of video games is just one small part of what's out there. Most of the games that I play myself are farming simulators, puzzle games. Uh, I play Minecraft, which aside from killing some zombies, which, okay, sounds maybe a little aggressive until you see what the zombies actually look like in Minecraft. Minecraft is very chill, uh, encourages creativity, encourages collaboration. I've played Minecraft with my family across the country. I've played Minecraft with my daughter. I've played Minecraft with my husband. Very great game. Um, one of my favorite games, it's called Spiritfarer, 
and you're just on this boat sailing along and you're trying to help these souls like reach the other side is essentially what the game is all about and so you're building them homes on your ship and you're taking care of them and you're listening to their stories and it is the most relaxing game and actually one of the only games that has made me cry because of the way that it touched me emotionally my general preference of games is actually what's called cozy games because when I'm going to play a game, I want to escape the, the stress that I'm feeling in everyday life and anxiety. And I just want to kind of wind down and even have some time to think and process. And it's one of things that I use, one of my, my tools that I use to calm down. I also love to play party games. We play Mario Party with our kids. We've played it with our siblings and friends. There there are competitive games, including a game called Poyo Poyo Tetris that I actually beat my husband in during labor, which is kind of incredible. I had this terrible migraine. I was in a lot of pain because I was going through labor. Um, it like I was just trying to make it through that experience. So we played games so that I could be distracted. And I beat my husband in that game while in labor. It's one of my like proudest gaming moments. One of my all-time favorite games is actually a game called Splatoon. It's by Nintendo on the Switch. Uh, the Splatoon 3 is the most recent entry into this series. And Splatoon is a game that not only got me through my really terrible first pregnancy, which you can hear about in my pregnancy can be a doozy episode, um, where I had a terrible pregnancy rash, could not get dressed because I was just so itchy. I was wearing ice packs all over my skin to try and ease the itchiness. And anyway... So I, I spent a lot of time laying in bed with ice packs on my skin, playing Splatoon with my mother, who was across the country from me. And yeah, so it was just a real lifesaver uh, and has pretty much been my favorite game ever since I started playing it. Even now, my mom and I will play together. And so I get to bond with my mom all the way on the end on the other side of the United States and play Splatoon with her. I've played with my sisters. I've played with my husband. Even my kids, when I'm playing, will get involved because they'll pretend that they're helping me spread the ink on the ground and, um, you know, fight off the people. And I know I said I don't like aggressive games, and it might sound a little bit aggressive, but it is the least violent shooter game that I think is out there. You essentially are this little squid or octopus person in this world. And the goal is to spread the most ink on your team. So you're on a team of four. It's not a solo mission. And then you you play against another team of four and whoever spreads the most ink by the end of three minutes, 
wins that game. And so you can you can shoot each other with the ink and make it so that you have to respawn on your base. Um, very very cartoony graphics, fun and bright colors. Also, it's in third person, which is kind of nice if you know video games at all. First person, you can't actually see yourself. You're just looking around as if it's your own eyes. Third person, you can see your character. And uh, for as someone who suffers from migraines, third person is way easier. So not only is it a non-aggressive shooter, non-violent shooter, but also in third person, which makes it very easy for me to play without getting migraines. It's very nice. So yeah, like there there are all these different types of video games out there. Ones that encourage team playing are stories. So many video games you actually spend a lot of time reading. You can read more in a video game than you would read in a book. Uh, they're interactive. You're using your brain. Uh, a lot of games in- involve logic or problem solving. They're cooperative. You can play with people. You know, I think the stereotypical gamer is kind of like a recluse who's cut off from society, not very social, doesn't see the light of day, maybe. And while I think a lot of gamers are more prone to spending time inside, that's not the only thing that they're doing. In fact, uh, my husband and I actually follow a few Minecraft YouTubers. They're adults. They play together on this Minecraft server full of a bunch of other people, and so they have a lot of interactions with the other players. Uh, It's very entertaining for us to watch, but we also follow them in real life and they're out there they're hiking biking traveling the the country traveling the world doing charity events it's not it's not the stereotypical gamer that you might think of it's funny because i remember especially guys when i was younger talking to me about different video games and I thought it was so nerdy. Maybe it is still kind of nerdy but what I've been able to see is that there's actually a lot of merit to what they were so excited about. You know the hype around any book book series. I mean Harry Potter is the first example that I can think of and there's that same kind of like awe and wonder and um, draw to the characters in these video games as there are to books, as there are to movies, if you give them a chance. I actually have the opinion that pretty much anyone, I'm not going to say 100%, but almost anyone could find a game that they enjoyed playing, whether it be a mobile game something on a console, something on the computer. I mean, I know that a lot of my generation played The Sims, Roller Coaster Tycoon, 
Diner Dash, any of those old games on the computer, and they think fondly of them. Well, what if I were to tell you that any of you who used to enjoy playing those games, there are other great games like that out there. You know, there is something that will just forever be nostalgic of having an old game on the computer where you have your entire menu on the screen and it's just point and click. You don't have to figure anything out on the keyboard. I was once overwhelmed by the concept of having menu options pop up from keys on your computer. There's definitely a learning curve and I'd say it's much easier to have somebody teach you uh, to kind of get yourself into it. But there are still amazing games to be played out there. I know the generation a little older than me thinks fondly on the arcade games or Atari And guess what? Those are still out there. There are other adaptations of them out there, you know, and there are so many things to explore in the world of games that bring enjoyment, that bring learning, that bring socialization and connection to each other. And also, it's okay to enjoy having fun. I don't know why it is that as a mom, you know, speaking as a mom, the general consensus seems to be that there's always something to be done and so you need to be doing it. Whether it's cleaning the house, taking care of the kids, cooking up a meal, doing the errands, the the grocery shopping, teaching your kids something, trying to do self-care or exercise you know all of those things are are great things all of those things are things that need to be done but you know what life is also meant to be enjoyed and I think for me enjoyment is one of the biggest things that I get out of playing games in fact playing video games is one of my favorite date night activities when we can't get out or when we've had young kids you know babies my husband and I will sit down and play games together and it's so much fun and I look forward to the day where my kids are just a little bit older they're almost there where we can really sit down and play more games together technology isn't going away and I think there's a lot of different things that parents have to watch out for in regards to their children but I also feel like it's so beneficial to introduce positive experiences with technology in a world where that's that's how they're going to grow up is surrounded by it. I also think it's not fair to spread the narrative that video games as a just video games in general encourage aggression definitely evaluate your own family your own kids yourself you know you know you you know your family but also 
learn the information for yourself. Learn through experience. Learn through trial and error. While there may be a genre that you may want to avoid, there's definitely one that I want to avoid, there's so much more out there. And I would love to see more mom gamers. I was just talking to my husband saying, out of all the moms that I know, I can think of only a few who play video games. Whereas on the flip side, if I think of all the dads that I know, there's only a few who don't play video games. It's a hobby that I really enjoy and I would love to be able to connect with more people about it. I think that's one of the main reasons I really wanted to put this episode out. I've really had to work through feeling guilty for spending time playing video games, for having an interest in them, for doing them even at times where I know that I have other things to do. And I don't feel that same guilt over so many other things. If I'm dancing in my kitchen and listening to music, I don't feel that guilt. If I sit down and watch a movie with my kids, I don't feel that same guilt. I'm not saying that I don't feel any because, you know, mom guilt is the worst, but it's not to the same level. If someone stops by my house and I am playing a video game, a lot of the time I feel embarrassed and it also just feels like way more of an awkward interaction than if my husband is playing video games. For some reason, as a mom, when my kids are awake, it feels like people expect that I shouldn't be doing anything like that. Whereas if my husband's doing that and the kids are awake, oh yeah, he's doing something he loves. Why is that? And how can we change that so that no matter what the hobby is, we feel allowed to rest more as a mother and we feel allowed to do something that we enjoy even if there are other things that we could do. I feel like I could probably do a whole episode on that. But anyway, thanks so much for listening to my little rant about video games. After hearing those comments the other day, I just felt really pushed to make an episode about this. I'll go ahead and I'll put my my list of my top favorite video games down in the description if any of you guys want to check them out. Again, I prefer the cozy games, the one you kind of like sit down and relax. Um, so if you want a little more action or involvement, I'm probably not your girl. I'm just going to list my favorites down. Um, there will be a few harder games for more experienced gamers probably. In fact, I'm sitting here thinking about all my favorite games and trying to figure out which ones I'm even going to be able to list. There's so many. I just want to say thanks so much for listening, you guys. If you have any suggestions of topics you'd like me to cover, uh, stories you'd like to hear, go ahead and reach out to me. 
I'm on Instagram as Life According to Jess Podcast. And you can message me through there. Follow me for news on upcoming episodes. I'll also put that down in the description. I'll see you guys in the next episode. 